The National Act New Zealand First Coalition is in and a number of things are out. The government revealed its 100-day plan last week. 49 items there to tick off, most of which uh, will cancel or roll back work taken under Labour. There is resistance, though. A group of emergency doctors from Northland this morning, for example, are telling the new government it's imperative the current smoke-free policies stay in place. And a potential massive hydropower project has also been scrapped, while an international summit shines a light on the urgent need for climate action. To talk us through all of this, we are joined now by Prime Minister Christopher Luxon. Kia ora, good morning. Kia ora, good morning, Ingrid. Okay, let's start with the uh, smoking issue we've heard from Aisha Verrill this morning, accusing you of misleading the public on that. Well, look, as I said yesterday, we got our numbers wrong, but the, the meta point and the macro point remains, which is that concentrating distribution in just 600 outlets across New Zealand will mean that there will be towns that have one or two outlets only. Uh, We do believe that that will become a massive magnet for crime. uh, And we also believe that it will drive more of the market into the black market as well. So, you know, I appreciate, you know, what I I want people to understand is we are deeply committed to lowering smoking rates in New Zealand. In fact, in the last decade, they have halved from 16% of people smoking daily down to 8% of people smoking daily. Uh, So we're now talking about, you know, working on that 8% and continuing to to push forward. Uh, So, so, but that doesn't mean that we agree with the government's approach, which it passed legislation just Okay, okay. I want to get back to this number because you were, I mean, you weren't even close with that number with the one outlet in Northland when in fact it was 35. How did you get that so wrong? Well, our team meant to say, you know, one outlet in town, in a town across, in a town across Northland. But you didn't say that. You said on a number of times, one outlet across the whole region of Northland, it became so entrenched, such folklore that even after that error was raised, Chris Bishop was in the media again on Sunday, still referring to that number. So even after there was an opportunity to correct it, that wasn't done. Yeah, so what we've done, what I've said is, look, we got that wrong. We've spoken to our team about making sure that we are fact-checking all of our information before we go off with statements and actually how they are supported. But the bigger point still were remains. They not, were they not fact-checked to start off with? Well, we want to make sure that we've got really robust processes in place. And when we get it wrong, we're going to call it and say we got it wrong. And um, you know, Well, after the media today. called you out on it. So uh, uh, did you have, or, you, you know... Um, robust procedures in place to start off with. Where did you even get that number from? The one? Well, we do, but as we've gone through a process of a new government coming in, uh, we just need to make sure that we are making sure all of our processes are robust and that we do fact-check everything correctly. When we get it wrong, we admit that we got it wrong, we have a conversation as a team, we take the learning from it, and then we move forward. But what I'm saying is the bigger macro point still remains. Limiting distribution to 600 stores across New Zealand will mean that there will be towns where there'll be one or two outlets only that can sell cigarettes, they will become a massive uh, target for crime. Uh, already dairies across this country uh, have, have experienced a huge amount of ram raids uh, of people going after cigarettes and we need to make sure that that doesn't happen. We don't think that's a good thing. But if, when you say like a massive target for crime, that's another, that's another um, you know, a statement that gets rolled out. Where is the evidence for that? Did you fact check that one? Well, what I just say to you is, you know, we have seen under the last Labor government a massive increase in retail crime. We've seen a massive increase in ram raids of dairies, uh, of people going after cigarettes in particular. Uh, it just is intuitive that you're actually going to limit the amount of distribution. You're going to have a big. So it's just, it's just, it's just what you reckon. It's just crime. when you say intuitive, it's just what you think. 
Well, no, it's why, why we opposed the legislation um, on the other when it was proposed and came through Parliament before the election, uh, as did other parties. Um, and so, you know, I appreciate that it's a different way of delivering the end, but we just don't buy it. And so, uh, we are deeply committed to lowering smoking rates in New Zealand. Don't get us wrong; we, we, smoking rates have have made tremendous progress over the last thirty years in New Zealand the last decade alone under both national and Labor governments, that's hard to get. Uh, so we'll well health experts, though, have been very vocal slamming this idea of rolling back that law. They're the experts. They're the ones saying that you can make the changes. They're the one that has to sit in front of a person and tell them they've got lung cancer uh, and deal with someone with emphysema. They are pleading with you to, to not change that policy. What do you say to them? Well, that's why we're going to make sure that we continue to focus on lowering smoking rates in New Zealand. That's going to be a focus of our government. But it um, might be we'll, as fast. Well, no, but, but but I just say to you, we disagree with the approach that the government, um, with Paul and the Labour government, had for the election. But you've just admitted that it won't be as fast. No, I'm, I'm just saying to you, we're going to be focused on lowering smoking rates in our, in our government as well, as successive and previous governments have been, whether they've been national or Labour-led governments. Statistically, though, do you think your approach is going to have more people stopping smoking more quickly than what had been proposed, or what is currently uh, the law? Well, what I want to underscore is that we're going. all we're doing is going to where things are today, and we'll continue our efforts to lower smoking across yes, the and Yes, no, I know what, what you're saying. I am is actually uh, limiting distribution in the way that it has, because we think there's an unintended consequence, which has some serious implications for people that are doing it incredibly tough already, taking a beating on crime uh, for cigarettes already in this country. Okay. So, and no, and what I'm asking you if, is if, if goal, you have, goal, you've talked about a deep commitment to stopping people from coming from smoking. Uh, mm-hmm. You said there are other ways of doing it. You don't agree with how it's being done at the moment. I'm asking you if your plan, if you have evidence that that will stop as many people smoking as quickly as the status quo. Well, I'm not sure that the government, the previous Labor government's approach had a, had a guaranteed model of how it would reduce... Well, they had a model, so where's your alternative yeah. model? Yeah, but all I'm saying to you is we disagree with the principles or the approach of that. and that's, that's, Yes, that's, and I'm asking you if you can stack that up with evidence that your model will be better than their model. All I can tell you is we're going to continue our efforts as successive governments have to drive smoking rates down. Uh, the way we go about that will be different, um, but we'll continue education efforts. We'll continue. We, we increased excise tax just last week, for example, which we know has been effective at lowering smoking rates. We'll continue to encourage people to, to adopt vapes. At the same time, we want to make sure we have very serious consequences for selling vapes to under 18-year-olds, uh, and we'll continue the process of good education that we've been taking over, over a number of governments. Are you frustrated that the smoking issue has taken up so much time, given it actually wasn't one of your policies that you campaigned well, again, on? Well, I'm actually proud of the fact that we launched our 100-day plan to actually get this country moving and get it turned yes, around. No, I'm asking if you're frustrated uh, that we're spending it, that this has taken up a lot of column inches, well, the smoking issue, but it wasn't a campaign. And I'm asking if you are frustrated by that as a, as a, as a result of the coalition agreement, that this has taken up so much time and, and people's attention and, um, you know, raised a lot of anger from the health sector in particular. Well, ultimately, those are decisions, you know, if, if the media want to focus on that, that's perfectly reasonable and fine, and I need to answer those questions. But what I am interested in and what New Zealanders are interested in is how are we going to rebuild the economy? 
you know, restore law and order to live a better public services. That's okay, what I, okay. I don't, don't want to labour that point too much, but it is actually about, doctors so. and medical people who are bringing sure. this to, you know, are coming to the media with their concerns. It's not something sure. that's and being they're coming drummed to up. Us with concerns, obviously, about the abysmal wait list that this previous government had left behind as well, whether it's accessing cancer treatments, whether it's emergency wait times, whether it's access to first specialists. Uh, or, or surgery appointments as well. And so sure. those are the things that we're focused on improving healthcare. Likewise on education, the fact that 40% of our kids don't go to school regularly and 50% of them aren't ready to go to high school with, uh, with the knowledge that they need to have. You know, New Zealanders are interested in those things too. So I appreciate you know, that this may be an issue that the media wants to focus on and that's perfectly within their purview to do so. But the reality is we're focused on a fuller agenda which is actually driving um, progress in New Zealand getting this country turned around. Just finally, COP28 underway. Uh, how concerned are you about New Zealand's reputation in terms of what we're doing to combat climate change? Um, I'm not sure if you're aware we've been awarded fossil of the day at the COP summit. Uh, we've been obviously criticised by Pacific leaders as well, uh, especially around the opening up of oil and gas exploration. Uh, you know, how concerned are you about New Zealand's reputation? Not at all. We're very deeply committed to meeting our climate change goals and commitments that we, we laid up. It was a national-led government that signed New Zealand up to Paris in 2015. We're incredibly proud about that. The means by which we deliver those ends will be different from the previous government. Uh, we think there are different and better ways to do just that. So, you know, the reality for us is we are you know, deeply committed to making sure we deliver on our goals. Um, the means will be different. Are we going to sign up to the Renewable Energy Pledge at COP? Well, there's, there's actually two, there's quite a few things going on at COP. There's what's called the consensus statement, which is negotiated through the period of COP. Uh, we'd like the direction of travel around that being around renewable energies, fossil fuels. That all sounds quite reasonable, but we'll stay open to that and obviously go through that process when our minister arrives there later on in the week. So uh, the, is there, what about the pledge to treble the yeah. uh, renewable Yes, I mean, and then there's a series of pledges, and that's one of them, and uh, we're very open to that potentially as well. But in fairness, we're just a new government that's arrived, and we need to be able to make sure that we have all the right consultation with the relevant portfolio ministers. And in that case, that is the energy minister. There are other pledges that involve an agriculture minister uh, and also making sure the officials can make sure that when we make a commitment, we can deliver on those commitments and we can do what we say we're going to do. Uh, That's very important to us. But, But yes, I mean, very open to those, but we just need a little bit more time. The climate change minister, Minister Watts, will actually uh, head to COP at the end of this week. Uh, that's the official time that he needs to be there. Uh, and any of those pledges, as we get the information coming through this week, uh, we can sign ourselves up to those through the course of the week.